podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. You better watch out, you better not cry, you better not pout, I'm telling you why. Basketball's coming to town. Basketball's coming to town. Basketball's coming to town. Scott's making a list. Grant's checking it twice. They're gonna find out who's naughty and nice. Basketball's coming to town. Basketballs are coming to town. Basketballs are coming to town. The boys are back, and it is the final show of 2020. Full disclosure, we are recording this on the 22nd of December. So if anything too crazy happens over the next few days, we're sorry. We will be back in the new year. But we wanted to end this crazy year that is 2020 with a Q&A episode. Not our typical December Q&A episode either. Usually we are getting drunk out of our minds at International Tap House, but Grant is uh, nursing his belly that uh, isn't feeling good. Uh, COVID is still very much a thing. It's hit both of our lives very closely uh, in you know this holiday season, so staying home probably is still the correct call. And uh, we're also recording this at you know 4:37. So as much as a degenerate I sometimes am, I think it's still a little early in the day to get too drunk. Also, after this long-winded talk, it's been, you know, a handful of episodes since uh, Grant, you and I have been on a show together. Um, We haven't featured together much in the month of December. How have you been, my friend? I've been doing pretty well, just uh, chugging along, trying to get to the holidays uh, without any, without too many problems, but so far so good. It's kind of fun. I, I thought it was kind of fun doing the show solo. Um, but it's nice. You can, you can have, you can have the reins. Like if you want to just cast me off, if you want to keep this thing going, go ahead. That's all right. I mean, after doing like three, I was already like, all right, we got to get back together because this is too much work. Yep. No, for sure. So we hope everyone had a good holiday season. I hope this finds everyone, uh, well, and, uh, you know, in this final run in to, uh, 2020, we're going to end it the way we love to. That is taking questions from the boneheads. But before we do, we don't do the show for free, and we haven't forever for a while. So we're going to give a shout-out to our amazing sponsor, Bet Online. Guys, bowl games are going. You can bet on the crazy you know, college football playoff. Clemson and Alabama are going to roll, so it doesn't matter. But there's bowl games. There's NFL, all sorts of football. And guess what? NBA is back, college basketball is back, and soccer is going across the pond, and Arsenal are 
plummeting. So get over to bet online and use promo code armchair to bet against Arsenal, to bet on all the bowl games. And when you're listening to this, you still might be able to get a bet in on Patrick Mahomes to win the MVP, not that fraud Aaron Rodgers. So again, use promo code armchair for all your welcome bonuses over at bet online because some states are too dumb to legalize sports wagering. Um, Grant, before we do get into it, this isn't a soccer podcast, but like, how's, how are you like dealing with life? Cause Arsenal is like maybe your biggest sports love and they are just absolute trash. Worst they've ever been in my entire life. Easily. Um, I'm doing, I mean, I'm doing what any sports fan would be doing in this scenario. I just, my apathy levels have grown. I just, I, I tune them out because if I try to follow, it's just too disappointing. I don't know how they're going to get out of it. I really don't because I mean, I could spend the next 30 minutes going through the myriad of problems going on at Arsenal at all levels, but like, we're not Chelsea. We can't just, pull we can't put our hand in our pocket and fix and throw it at a manager and fix it obviously there's a million problems going on behind the scenes that have led to this but it's like and I think Arteta is a decent like I I still think he's like a decent coach but he might have lost the dressing room a bit but it's like we you can't fire him how are they what are they gonna do I have no idea the only hope right now is basically just you have to scrape points and get to the new year maybe get to January but you got to get some points somewhere, get yourself a tiny cushion off of relegation, get, become a mid table team this year and then go forward with or without Mikel. I don't know. It's scary though. And the saddest part about it is they just came out with two amazing track jackets that I want so bad from like the nineties, 92 season. And I simply, I can't buy that right now. I can't wear that. Well, I I will say, you know, I've been there a few years ago. Chelsea was, like, in the drop zone, like, come the holiday period. So, I I know what you're feeling there. But I will say, if if you want some positives when you're talking European soccer, there's Americans playing all over the place, and there's even more getting sold from MLS over there. Um, I I tell you what, in in my sports fandom, and again, this isn't a soccer podcast. We'll get into K-State and all our questions here in a second. But – uh, one of the biggest sports disappointments in my life was when the U.S. men's national team missed out on the World Cup. Yeah. And it's just, like, freaking just wild. If the cycle was just, like, a year or two later, I mean, we probably would have been top in the hex. I mean, you have all this young talent that's finally breaking through, and it's really fun to be an American soccer fan right now if you look at it through the national team lens. It is exciting. Um, we have a lot of young talent. Um, I think even – even despite, you know, the head coach and the system that the players are in, they're going to find a way to succeed because there's so much talent coming through. And I think it's only going to get better. I mean, we've kind of learned to adopt the academy system um, locally. So that's only going to be a positive. And most of our best players are overseas anyways in great teams or great academies. So it's good shit. It's fun. It's, I hope by 2026, I hope we are looking very nice and everything is back to, I mean, Jesus Christ, if everything's not back to normal by 2026, I will be. Well, apparently (laughs) there's a freaking new mutation off this thing over in Britain right now. That's like 70 times more transmissible. You see that? Like fuck everything, man. Oh my God. We're never going to get back to normal, but 
the one thing that we have are the boneheads. They gave us 29 great questions. We're going to jump into them. And honestly, it's the it's basically the best of when it comes to our question askers. We got KSU Railroader. We got Evan D. Shanalanalak. We got The Good Chef. We got Brett Morey. We got California Cats. We got Snail Johnson. We got Purple D. Hazen, The Good Doctor, Old Man Rogers. Uh, yeah, so it's literally like the all-stars. So we're going to jump into it. So KSU Railroader asks, if you were in charge of the college football playoff, what changes would you make? Um, hmm, I would either completely scrap it and go back to the BCS system, or my preference would be eight teams, five uh, conference, five power five conference champs get in automatically, and then three at-large bids. I think that that would be great. Um Although I don't know if it's really the best thing for college football. I mean, as we've seen, the discrepancy between like the top two teams typically is like such a wide margin, even between three and four sometimes that adding four more teams might be just pointless. Um, but I would love it. I mean, I would absolutely love a top eight. More football, it'd be exciting. Occasionally you'd get an eight that would beat, beat the best team. It would n almost never happen, but it would every once in a while and be really exciting. What about you? I almost, like, agree with you 100%. Like, I think my first instinct when people talk playoffs, I would almost instantly go back to BCS, just have one versus two, because back then the bowl games meant something more. Like, a BCS bowl game almost felt like its own, like, little true championship. Now a New Year's Six bowl game, if you're not in the playoff, for a lot of teams, yeah. it's just like, okay, it's like consolation. Uh, and, like, that's what takes up so much of the oxygen when it's college football is the playoff. Who's going to get in the playoff? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Was the BCS, like, there's a little bit of that, yes. But it just felt like, okay, if you went 9-3 and three and won your conference, like, that was still, like, a big thing to be celebrating. Now it's like, man, if, if Oregon wins the Pac-12 in a normal year going 9-3, and three, it's a disappointment because they weren't even in the playoff conversation. Like, yeah. that just – I think the playoff took a lot of fun out of being a college football fan. Uh, so, I would go back to just one versus two. Like, fuck it. I don't care. But if you're going to have a playoff, I agree. I'd go to eight teams. I would do the five uh, conference champions. I would do – and then for the final three, I would get computers back involved. I would get uh, a 50-50 weight – between computers and a committee and the top group of five champion gets a spot and then two non-conference champions uh, get the next spots. And here, here's a take for you. The group of five champion gets the five seed, not the eight seed. So yeah. I'm fine with that. Totally so, fine with that. So that, that's my take, but I'd get computers involved. I, I would not have, 100% uh, human error or like human judgment uh, because every year it's a different committee. You it's the criteria is always changing because it's human. Yeah. It's like it's changing every year because the committee changes every year. So I would, I would get computers back involved. Yeah. When you think about it too, like in our lifetime during the BCS system, how many times was it not the best two teams? Almost maybe never. one, maybe like 2003 USC, should have maybe gotten in over Oklahoma yeah, because we absolutely murdered them and that probably should have knocked them out. But I don't know. I feel like it was, it worked. It, it gave like, once they went to the playoff, it's, it gave me a little bit more hope 
for K-State's chances. But now that we've been in it, not in the playoff, but in the system for as long as we have been, I feel like the gap is somehow getting even larger. So I don't know. Yeah. So, just, so if we just got to the playoff, I'd be buzzing. I don't think we'll yeah. ever win a title ever. I mean, I don't, I don't think so either, but, but again, that's kind of where I would come back to at least during the BCS era. And even before the BCS era, the bowl Alliance era, all this type of stuff, going to a new year's game meant like going to the Fiesta bowl used to mean something like now it's just yeah. like, oh, okay, cool. Like, it's kind of funny that, you know, Iowa State, their first big bowl game ever, they're playing a 25th ranked Oregon team that still might beat them. That's like, they're not even playing a highly ranked team. No one gives a shit about those bowls anymore. And they're still trying to make it into a big thing where it's like, congrats. Like, you know, good for you guys. You had a good season. I'm not trying to take away from that, but they don't – since they lost the Big 12 championship, no one gives a shit about them anymore until, like, Matt Campbell's name starts popping up for jobs. And then no one's going to even talk about them until they come up with dark horse picks for the Big 12 in the spring. Yeah, I mean, by all means, belittle them. <laughs> I feel like – I I, mean, I I feel like I can't – I mean, they, like, legitimately have a good team this year. Like, I – I, can't I agree, but I don't, I don't think – I don't know if they're going to reach the heights they did this year, and they still might no. not win nine games, which is so funny. I just feel like it was a perfect storm for them, you know. Yeah, so Next this year they're going to have a full slate. They're not going to be as experienced across the board. They'll still have big hitters. Like, I mean, they'll still have Purdy and Brees Hall, which is the core of their But they squad, won't get but... to play, like, their entire schedule against teams that are depleted because exactly. of COVID. God yeah, willing. God willing. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Okay. Let's keep going. How many records, Heisman trophies, and Big 12 titles does a fifth-year senior Jake Rubley have? KSU Railroader. It's fun to dream about. Like, now that name's on the paper, he gets a year to learn under Skylar Thompson. Like, again, he'll have to or he'll have to get that job from Will Howard two years from now or a year and a half from now. But, I mean, I'm excited that Jake Rubley name's on the paper. I'm excited that he's a cat. I am too. Super excited. What was the question? I can't see it. How many? So <laughs> it was a, a little tongue-in-cheek. Yeah, I was basically asking. I hope he has at least one Big 12 title. I mean. I think he will. I hope he has one. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, and then, I'd be fine with that. Yeah, I'm grabbing the questions from the likes on ask underscore Bosco I'm, Twitter account. So, so I'm not I'm doing there, it I, in I order. See that one. Okay. I'm out okay. unliked it too quick casey railroader who is more likely at k-state in 2025 rubley or Kleiman? i think it's Kleiman 100 percent. i think Kleiman as well because yeah. all the things that can happen with rubley if he doesn't win the job from will howard he will transfer if he's elite he will go to the pros um yeah so that's that's where i'm at there now if he said who's more likely at k-state Kleiman or Rubley in 2022 I would say Rubley because I think there's a chance that if Kleiman like has a great year next year nine ten wins which I'm not going to predict but if he did I think there's a chance he'd leave I think there's no chance Rubley isn't here in 2022 though I agree that's fair okay uh I'll, I'll let you answer this one first from KSU Railroader what is the ceiling for Davion Bradford Oh man, that's a good question. Um, I like Bradford a lot. Um, I don't know if he can be. I feel like there's 
he could grow into maybe like a second team all big 12 big um i mean i don't see him playing the league at this point it's possible i guess but he's gonna have to develop like an outside game and you know be i like him a lot i really like him he's got soft hands i like how he uses his body and he can play with his back against the basket but i mean he's got a long ways to go and we're only eight nine games into his freshman career where it's a very very weird year so tough to call that i would love i'll put him on second team all big 12 and we can adjust that later if he blows up I really yeah. like him, though. I think he's going to be a great four-year player at K-State. That's where I had him labeled, too. I think he would need to get more explosive, and his agility would really have to uh, start shining if, if you want to start dreaming about him as an NBA player, even as a first-team All-Big 12 player. But, I mean, have we he could ever – turn in? He could turn into, like, an Azabuke-type player, and he's in the league. I felt like Azabuke was a little bit more explosive. Azabuke has a 40-plus-inch vertical, though. I'm not sure yeah, what Bradford I mean, I think has. 20. I but mean, he's a freshman. I mean, he could develop he those types of things, no doubt. He is. So, he, he'll, he could maybe be a poor man's Azabuke, which actually might be good enough to get uh, first-team All-Big 12. But, again, like, when you're talking about, like, the post players that – we have had this excitement for. I mean, like Thomas Gibson was like legitimately good. And then DJ Johnson was a fan favorite, but both those guys were like four inches shorter. Than yeah. Bradford. That's, That's why. the thing. He's got legitimate, you know, he's a legit seven footer and you know, he's already showing flashes of what those guys could do as their as seniors. So it's exciting. I like him a lot. Yep. Ho, ho, ho fellas. The holidays might be over, but it's still, <laughs> time it or till it is still tis the season to perform wow that was bad but still guys get over to manscape.com because i'll tell you this if you are trying to have a little fun on new year's eve it's a major turnoff if you have a bunch of hair around your balls and in your nose and ear so get the perfect gift for your package get the weed whacker ear and nose hair trimmer with their 9,000 RPM motor powered 360 degree rotary blade system to make sure those ears and nose are all trimmed up. And of course, the lawnmower 3.0, the perfect body hair trimmer. They also have the great lotions, spritzes, and of course, the best boxer briefs in the world. Make it your New Year's resolution to get over to manscaped.com. Use promo code armchair for 20% off. Again, Use promo code armchair for 20% off and free shipping. Get over there. Get those boxer briefs today. Christmas is over. I sent a lot of Christmas cards. But guess what? Through the month of January, if you want me to send you a old Christmas card, a 11-month early Christmas card, I'll still do it if you send me a receipt from Manscaped. And, of course, go over to Bet Online, guys. You have all the NFL playoffs in front of you, European soccer, NBA is back basically sell all of college football season to gamble on so use promo code armchair for all your awesome welcome bonuses over at bet online all right that was the last ad read of the year that's about that all right evan d shanalanalak like it or not i think bruce will be back next season if you had to set guidelines benchmarks to meet next season excuse me what would they be so what is if if Bruce is going to be back next year, which I tend to agree with him, but I'm not as I'm not as definitive as Evan, but I tend to agree with him. What would you say right now he has to do next season to come back for 2022? 
Uh, that's a good question. I mean, I think he'll be back as well. I don't see a scenario unless we just are, unless we just tank for Whedon from, from this season, the remainder of the season, which is totally possible by the way. Um, I don't know. Let's see. We got a full slate next season. Hopefully I'd like to, as long as we're just seeing like, we need to see tangible improvement. Um, I'd be curious to see what the recruiting class is coming in. Um, I'd like us to finish in the 20 win range, maybe fifth, sixth in the big 12 for me to feel like we're heading in the right direction. I don't expect us to blow anything up next year, but I think, you know, let's say that does happen. Bruce improves. He meets those expectations would firing him and hiring a new coach like who is even available right now like who would even be on your shortlist i don't fucking know but let's say i like what coach is going to come in and do and accomplish that or better and take us forward i just don't think that you can confidently say that and bruce has earned himself some leeway with his two titles so i don't know i hope we can show some more promise this season to give us something to build on going into next year and not, uh, you know, have to look back with regret after next season. Yeah. When, when we lost before a state, I, I mean, I, I said I wasn't going to fight with anyone who wanted to fire Bruce. I'm still probably Agreed. like that. I'm not going to fight with anyone who wants to, I'm not quite there after that Fort Hayes state loss. I was there. I was like, all right, no, nope, fuck it. We have to, we <laughs> yeah. have to get rid of them. But they looked good versus Iowa State in Jacksonville sucks, but they looked good there and it's still fun to watch these guys. Again, I don't I don't think he's gonna be fired, but I think next year, hard and fast, if you're not in the NCAA tournament, no. I kind of agree. Yeah. I feel like he's gotta make a huge jump next year. Yeah, I which kind of flies in the face of what I said, but I kind of agree with you now that you say that. He I mean He can't go three years out of the NCAA. No, 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 no. And he would be, yeah, he'd be, despite this year being completely ridiculous. Um, oh, yeah, yeah, this is going to be two years. Yeah, so, yeah, you, and, and it doesn't matter because even if it was a normal year, this team wasn't going to the NCAA tournament. So no, he, they weren't. he needs to be in the tournament next year. If Even if it's NIT, no, sorry, Bruce. Um, I, that's, that's where I'm laying down. So, Evan, there's your answer. Uh, here's one that we've been asked a few times, but there's a lot more names in the portal now. Uh, out of all the players in the transfer portal, if you could pick one to stay, who would you choose from Evan Deesh and Alain Alak? Still the same for me, Will Jones. Yeah. Well, so I I like Will Jones as well, uh, but I think I'm still going with Matthew Palo out. Yeah. That was the one we were saying in season. I think Will Jones is my number two. But I think and I've heard enough stuff about what was going on in the defensive back room that maybe Will Jones might have been a little sketch. Yeah, I mean I, I think <laughs> I think what sucks for him at least and again I, I don't want to throw anyone under the bus their college kids, but I think that there are a lot of bad apples and I think uh some undesirables in the defensive backfield ascended to uh being leaders and I think that's a shame because I think there are a lot of young guys uh, that that got caught up in it. So I I'm still going with Matthew Palo or Pow Wow Wow Wow. Palomau. Yeah, so I'm still going with him. Will That's Jones will pro- probably be my second. Um, and you know what? I, I'm so, I'm very surprised that Lance Robinson ended up 
I mean, it, it makes sense. Defensive backfield, like, I get it. But, man, I had a lot of high hopes with him because he, he played those four games, same as uh, Malik Knowles back in Snyder's last year. Yeah. I had a lot of hope for him. He looked good I, in those last four games. Yeah. He had a lot of hope. We talked about him a lot. So, he, he did kind of – he kind of fell off a bit, but – yeah. All right. Let's get into it. The good chef, the only person associated with the U.S. Postal Service that I don't hate. Um, happy holidays. No question in this tweet. I just want to let you guys know how much I appreciate what y'all do, the energy you spread even in the down times. I'm a bonehead for life, and it's because of you. Thanks, chef. Thank you, chef. Uh, and, but he also had this one. How do you battle with K-State athletic depression? I think I've just gotten older enough to where – I certainly don't feel it now. Like now it's more apathy. My depression would come if we were really, really good and we lost a big game. Then I would be depressed. When we're terrible, I, some... I don't get too depressed. I just become more apathetic and I go on with my life, um, which is funny because it's like it just makes you realize why, why am I putting any – why am I investing so much energy into sports, particularly college sports that are played by children – but um, I don't know when I am actually depressed when I'm at a low, a K-State low, like I feel like the best thing to do is just, you got to walk away for a bit. You just got turned off. Luckily I'm kicked off Twitter. So I can't see that shit. I don't see a constant feed of like negativity, but I don't know. Stay off the boards for sure. Yeah. So I, uh, I felt like some sports depression during football season after those highs that we got, but again, yeah. I, I, and I, I phrase it like that, sports depression. I've tried to, in my older age, uh, and I think I started to do this really after uh, the Baylor game and after that Fiesta Bowl, and uh, then especially after we lost in the lead eight. Like, I tried to really make sure that I say, hey, these are my sports emotion. It's not real emotion. It's not real depression. Um, because right. that, that's crazy. Like, again, sports matter, and, I, and being a fan is a lot of good things. I'm not trying to discount that. I mean, I was on here on this very show saying don't <laughs> use COVID as an excuse to stop caring about sports because once you do that, what's the point of ever caring about sports ever again? I, I truly believe in that. I mean, we do a fucking podcast uh, every single week of the year. I mean, we haven't missed a full week uh, since, you know, we – like decide to do this thing you know like we had like a month off back when we first started when they killed off that wasn't our choice that wasn't even our choice wasn't even our choice so again i'm not trying to minimize being a sports fan the emotions going with that what a month it was oh (laughs) (laughs) It, it, it was an interesting month but uh so but i just try to make sure that i have a clear like line of okay i'm truly this is scott being sad about life, about stuff that's going, and then there's Scott Wildcat, the sports persona. Those are two different per- people, and, uh, you know, Scott Wildcat's emotions, those aren't real. Like, they matter, and it feels real in the moment, but you have to have separation of being a sports fan and being in, in like, actual life. I think that's a good, healthy way to look at it. Yes. As I just said that I had – two different personalities like very healthy that's very healthy (laughs) all right brett mori asks uh uh ham prime rib turkey or other for christmas dinner 
We don't. So, I don't know if I've ever had a done a Christmas dinner. Well, yeah. I, so we I, I was gonna that. ask. I was gonna ask. Like, what is? So we're doing this before Christmas. It's being dropped after Christmas. What traditionally has your family Christmas looked like, and what is it gonna look like this year? Traditionally, um, we everybody just comes over, to, goes over to my parents' house, and I can't remember if we eat first. We eat. We usually do like a brunch breakfast type thing and like drink mimosas, and then after that, we uh, everybody opens up a present. Everyone opens up their presents, and we actually do open up our presents one at a time, so it takes fucking forever. Um, and my girlfriend is made sure to let me know that's that's incredibly weird and annoying because i guess her family does it all at once so i don't know but everybody deserves their spotlight when they're opening their presents that's what i think so um that's how we do it and then the rest of the day it's just like nothing really we just watch movies and shit and kind of hang out by by christmas night time sometimes I, I feel like chinese you get chinese that's that's a decent tradition that a lot of people do because that's like the only thing that's open for dinner so uh, but never, never had a Christmas dinner per se. It's always a breakfast or a brunch. And is it going? To, are you guys going to be this able to year? Do that this year? Well, actually, yeah. This year it's gonna, it's gonna be like exactly that, and it hasn't been that for a while because everybody's, you know, all over the place and has, yeah, everybody's wifed up and stuff. So um, it's hard to get i don't know you're trying to pantomime to me but uh everybody's trying to like do their own thing and i have to go to you know her family and everyone's all over the place but this year since covid's all shitty um and it's on a, it falls on a weekend we're gonna do it on like the 26th or the 27th so we'll just have like a full day normal christmas and yes i will will get married i think when sometime soon <laughs> back now we're back. Sorry, I hit pause because I didn't know if you wanted stuff out there or not. But I think Fair I might enough. have missed it. I think I might have missed it. If people heard what was said, then it is what it is. It's congratulations. Yeah. If that, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> if, that, if that's what happened. Uh, well, no. So, so that's fun. Uh, our big thing is on Christmas Eve. It's always been uh, my mom's side of the family. Because uh, my dad's side of the family is all spread out across the country. We actually went to Osborne to celebrate with my great aunt. Uh, shout out to great aunt Berta. I love you very much. I'm happy we are able to see you. Um, Christmas Eve, we do beef tenderloin, twice baked potatoes, green bean bundles. So, like, go hard in the paint, uh, get pretty drunk. And then uh, now we do a Yankee swap, white elephant type thing. And then Christmas morning, we also do one present at a time. Um, and yeah, so I think that's the only way to go. Like I, I've never, I, I didn't know that was a thing that people just, Oh, Hey, we're all just going to rapid fire open our own presents. Yeah. And her family, they all just open it like all at once. And I think it's just, it's, that's madness. wild. That's Nobody wild. gets any attention at all. I feel like everyone should get their own spotlight, open presents well, and make it, it an ordeal. I want people to like, I want to be commended on my gift giving skills. I want people to be like, Oh exactly. shit, that's a I great want... gift. Good job, Scott. Exactly. I agree. I want the other side of it too. I totally agree. Yeah. So, so then typically some sort of breakfast and then uh, for, for a while now, I think it's been maybe like 10 years at this point, maybe longer. 
we get a take-and-bake pizza on the 24th from Papa Murphy's, and then we cook it on Christmas night. So that's, that's what we do for actual Christmas night dinner. Papa Murphy's is fucking amazing. I love Papa Murphy's. Yep, and then uh, because of COVID, uh, I don't think any of that's – well, we're still going to have the same dinner, but I don't think I'm going to see any of my extended family on Christmas Eve or Christmas Day. Um, I'm not going to get to see my brother. I'm not going to be able to see my sister-in-law. It's just going to be me and my parents uh, on Christmas Eve and Christmas Day. And then my birthday, as folks are listening to this, was yesterday. My birthday is on the 27th, so I think I'm just sticking around there. I'll watch the Chiefs on my birthday, and then I'll come back to Kansas City uh, on the 27th at night uh, to hang out. So, yeah, it's it's going to be pretty shitty. I'm not getting married or anything like that. So it's uh, you know it's going to be pretty basic. So yeah, but I hope everyone has a great Christmas. Tweet us in what you guys ate for Christmas Eve or Christmas Day dinner. Um, Brett Morey one also asked scale one to ten. How optimistic should I be about K-State picking up eight more Big 12 wins? That would be nine. That would mean going 500 in Big 12 play. What's Brett smoking? I don't know. <laughs> You'd have to be extremely optimistic for I that mean, to believe that. Um, you, you'd have to sweep Iowa State, sweep Oklahoma, sweep TCU. That gets you to six. We're not beating Baylor. We're not going to beat KU. Not going to beat Tech. Well, we probably won't beat Tech. We probably won't beat Texas. I mean, we'll get we'll get. Well, sweet, but, but I don't know. Like you could maybe get one of Texas in West Virginia because we seem to sometimes yeah, yeah, yeah. get them. Um, and yeah. then who's like Oklahoma State? So that we would be a seven. But you'd have to sweep Oklahoma State. Yeah, probably I, not going to happen. Did I get that right? Who am I missing? That's it. That's it. I mean, yeah, uh, that's, yeah that's not it. happening. I mean, I mean, here's the thing. If you get no, to nine, if, if you get to nine wins, though, if you get to nine wins in the Big Twelve, you you're a bubble team. I don't know. <laughs> you are. I mean, we're not going to get in because we lost to without e- beating any of the good teams. <laughs> but, but we're still. not going to beat any of the actual good teams, and we lost Fort Hays State. So I don't know. Yeah, I mean, but but you're still. I like I. I don't care what I – like, you're still above – if you go 9-9 nine and nine in the Big 12, uh, I mean, you'd uh, – I mean, we, we would have to win all of the remaining non-com games, which yeah. I don't know if that's going to happen or not. But you're on the bubble. Like, the bubble – you can taste the bubble if you go 9-9. Nine and nine. Uh, so It's not going to happen. But, I mean, it would be awesome. I mean, if, if Bruce somehow – even if it is just sweeping the teams, like, the bottom – four teams even if it's that and you finish sixth or whatever that means that would be fucking awesome i agree that would be a a good step in the right direction no that's beyond a step in the right i mean like maybe okay i'm not gonna go down this road uh and and unless we unless we get to nine wins then i'll then i'll talk about it but uh yeah we're not we're not we're not going to go there yet. Uh, Callan Bowler. Shout out to Callan. He is the only, because we've only had one, but he won that inaugural uh, Bosco's Boys Tournament Challenge during the 2018 year, the first full year we did it. So shout out to Callan. He asked, what's your best K-State sports memory of 2020? Uh, I mean, <laughs> being Oklahoma jumps out at me 
initially, there's really no <laughs> there's no basketball memories from this year. I mean, well, if you're last going, season doesn't count because well, they sucked too. Well, so, so like, if you're going calendar year, I actually have a great memory of COVID before all this st- starts. So I'm at work, all this type of stuff. You start hearing about the Big 12 not allowing fans. Yeah, Jimmy, KSU underscore fan. Jimmy is like texting me like, dude, just come on down to the power and light. Like, watch this game with me. And I was on the fence. I was like, eh, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I bought a ticket on StubHub, got got in an Uber, went down there. Like, in hindsight, it's like freaking stupid. But there I am. I'm watching K-State beat TCU with Jimmy as the entire world of sports is crumbling underneath our feet like on twitter you uh, see rudy gobert test positive you see nba canceling you see all this stuff you see fred hoiberg looking like he's about to die on the nebraska bench he doesn't he have the COVID. flu <laughs> yeah, he had i the forgot flu. about that but but like all this type of stuff and like i'm sitting there with jimmy i'm like we're like seeing some of the last live sporting events and granted yes there are some fans from football but it was like the last one of the last sporting events in america that allowed fans with no restrictions. Man. So it was wild. So that, was that a, actually, that was a lot of like, it, it's morbid to think about, but it was like the last normal thing that I did. I got in an Uber. I got a ride down to power and light and I watched K-State beat TCU with Jimmy. Shout out to KC underscore fan. That's the last normal crazy. thing I did. Cause the, the next day, I think we, no, I guess the next morning we went to work, saw that they're canceling the NCAA tournament went home, took my laptop home, and then uh, got a text from my boss on Sunday saying that we're working from home for the next two weeks. We won't be back working until at earliest April, and it sounds like it might not even be July. Up next uh, – of 2021? yeah. That's crazy. So, yeah. Man, it's of- crazy to go back. I mean, I remember you, like, taking a picture of your beer, I think, in the arena – and or maybe not I think it was just a picture but just I, the overall like feeling it's it's crazy to take yourself back to March and like literally that night because I think that night was when the NBA like decided to suspend the season and I remember watching the doctor team doctor like sprint out onto the court against Oklahoma or for Oklahoma City and like cancel the game and everything was just like falling apart and it was like no half Half of everyone was kind of like not paying attention, but it just kind of felt like it felt very bizarre. I mean, to think about like COVID, this unknown, this huge unknown was like on the doorstep of the United States now. And it was fucking weird. I was really stressed out back then. And I'm glad that we've seemingly, we've made a lot of progress. Shit, we have a vaccine out now. And that bleeds into our next question. What hype yeah. music will you play prior to getting your vaccine? Just real quick, uh, if anyone, the ESPN 30 for 30 put out a great podcast about that night in sports and had a lot of interviews with people from the Utah Jazz, uh, Oklahoma City, the Sports Center anchors. Really good. Um, I might tweet out a link from that. But yeah, I think so, that night when they canceled the NBA stuff, I left. I was like really stressed for like the entire month of March because I had been like kind of paying really close attention, way too close attention to it. I was watching all this sketchy you know suspect videos and shit from china of i don't know what was coming so it was scary but i remember at like midnight i like woke up and i was like i gotta go to the grocery store and i went out and like went to Sunfresh across the street and stocked up on a bunch of shit 
at like 12:30 at night and the, there were other people doing it and the next day they were like completely out of like toilet paper and that was kicking off so Whew, at least i was prepared yeah all right jumped again i agree sf wildcats one what hype music will you listen to prior to getting your vaccine You're, you'll probably get it before most of us well yeah i would probably get it here really soon but i have to wait since i was positive i have to wait 90 days since my oh. positive test so i'll be able to get it as early as february 3rd but i think it'll be available to me by then i, I know a lot of employees are getting it now and Seems like certainly by February, I'll be able to like make an appointment. Hopefully you can get it very soon as well. Yes, I'm hoping. But what hype music will you listen to? I don't, I have no idea. Whatever the hottest, whatever is hot in February. I'm not sure yet. I'm probably going to listen to Every Time We Touch by Cascada. I love that. Yep. All right. Uh, SF Wildcats won best bonehead of 2020. Okay, fine. You don't have to answer, but inquiring minds would like to know. Who who is the best bonehead of twenty twenty? Uh, Taylor Brown. A lot Bratt. of good ones. Yeah. Ta- no. Yeah. I mean, Taylor it's for Taylor posting Bratt. that shit on his feed. <laughs> yes, that was amazing. Uh, the fact that one of our stickers made it into a signing day uh, package—that's awesome. Uh, yeah, yeah, Taylor, Taylor Bratt. Bratt. Yeah. Oh, shout out to Taylor Bratt. We love you, man. All right, SF Wildcats won. Uh, K State football player you're most excited about for the next two years. Um, it's hard not to say Deuce Vaughn because he's so fun and we've seen what he can do. And I think honestly, you know, going forward, it just kind of feels like his trajectory is only up. Um, I feel like if he gets some help in the backfield and our offensive line continues to improve and we get Skyler back, I think we're going to find a nice one, two punch with Deuce and whoever is beside him going forward. And he's just – he's electric. It's, it's got to be Deuce Vaughn for me. Unknowns, I, I'm excited for, I guess, Jake Rubley. But, I mean, I, I think we'll, we – I mean, we'll be lucky to see him a little bit next year. Hopefully not in the – hopefully not under the same circumstances. But um, Deuce Vaughn, no doubt about it, Deuce Vaughn. Yeah, Deuce Vaughn. And then I'm, I'm really intrigued by our two wide receivers in this class, Hawkins and RJ Garcia. I think they're going to be a lot of fun. And I think Devontae Pritchard on the uh, defensive end, he probably won't play next year, but two years from now, that'll be good. I'm also really excited to see Daniel Green really step up uh, over the next two years. It's crazy to think he's just a sophomore, and in theory, you could see him for three more seasons. Uh, But I think Daniel Green will be an All-Big 12 player uh, in the next two years. Uh, Best beer of 2020. I want to say one more player. I'm okay. going to I'm going to shout out to Malik Knowles. Um, I'm really actually I'm excited to watch Malik Knowles going forward. I know he had a tough year, but he was dealing with some like serious family tragedy. So we saw, you know, what he can do towards the end of the year when he, you know, is focused and he's clearly very bought in to the program, which I love to hear. He's not interested in transferring. I think he wants to make this program his. So if he can stay relatively healthy, I still think he's going to be the best, if not one of our best playmakers. So I hope Malik makes a jump next year. And every time he makes a play, everyone gets to dunk on Go Powercat for being fucking idiots. Yeah, no shit. That, that's what makes it even awesome. All right, uh, do you have a best beer of 2020? Uh, 
I don't know. That's tough. Specific beer. I think I, I can say my favorite beer of 2020 that I probably drank the most was just Space Camper. I love that. I think it's a great IPA and it's light, but it's got nice full flavor to it. And you, what about you? I'll have to think a little more. So I drank less beer in 2020 than I probably have since I turned 21, but I went on a date out to city barrel company and city barrel brewing company or brewing kitchen. I don't know what their official name, but city barrel. And I had a handful of their IPAs and a flight and then, a bunch of their different stouts. And honestly, I'm mad at myself. I've been there before. I've been there a handful of times, but some of the stuff they're doing there is amazing. Um, and then I, I always want to give a shout out to Double Shift. Uh, I had uh, Bring Out their bring out oh. Your Dead. Uh, just so good. It's, it's always so good. They just tapped it a few days ago. I got it uh, in a crowler to go, delivered out to my car. Um, so it was it was so good. Um, so yeah, those those are my beers. I also love Tessellation. That's like one of my favorite IPAs of all time. By Double Shift, it's just so good. It's always there. Yeah. All right. Uh, Snail underscore Johnson. Uh, another one that's not a question, but just uh, we love hearing this. Not a question, but your pod is a true blessing for everyone. Ema, I hope you two have the merriest Christmas ever. Thank you so much, man. Uh, I enjoy getting stuff like that from the boneheads, not only because it, you know, strokes my ego, but it does kind of give you the push to keep doing it when uh, the teams suck and it's sometimes tough to come up with stuff to talk about, but I appreciate it. And when uh, people are mean to us on the boards. I do kind of get in my feelings about that. but I don't. I just laugh. <laughs> I, well, I love I, when people are, I love when people try to like pimp me on the boards. It's fucking great. I mean, it doesn't bother me at all. Actually, it, it bothered me when it when it blew up after the Texas Tech game. It bothered me. I've gotten a lot better. I also stopped posting as much, so it's okay. All right, so uh, the good doc, Purple D Hazen, he has a couple. Number one, Christmas banger, <laughs> aka Christmas song, Grant, you sicko. So uh, I think he was calling you out there. So what's your favorite Christmas song? Or actually, that's different. What is the number one Christmas banger? Because that's different than favorite Christmas song. Yeah, you'll have to go first. You're you're much more in tune with like Christmas music than I am. Well, uh, I think uh, I mean, all I want for Christmas is you is like the number one banger. Everyone knows that. I think it's that banger quality. It has to be loud. Everyone has to know it and go along with it. Um, so I think that has to be it. Even though I don't really like it that much, um, I think Last Christmas is probably my favorite. Even though it's kind of depressing, but everyone knows that and. You can play it loud. You can sing along with it. Um, but I like straight note chaser acapella stuff. That's not really banger material. Um, I love This Christmas by Chris Brown, even though he's pretty scummy. But that's a great song. I'm much more of a traditionalist. I like I like songs like uh, Silent Night. I'll just pop those babies on and uh, relax into the night with a nice bourbon or something. Definitely. Uh, have you played Among Us? If so, do you have thoughts? I haven't played it. I haven't. I don't have a switch, so no. But I've heard, my friend was telling me about it, and uh, I don't really know anything about it. But I'll have to look it up. And you there, need to play. You need to beat Ghost of Tsushima, okay, Doctor Short, pal. So if you beat the game, I mean, I need you to play Legends mode with me, okay? I've been waiting. I need somebody to play with. So fucking get get on it. Then favorite fast food fry. 
That's a good question. I mean, I think McDonald's mm, is hard McDonald's. To beat. It's it's when the McDonald's is, if we're taking all A plus fries at their best, it's always like McDonald's is, yeah, at its best beats everywhere at its best. It's not even fucking close. How about let's? What about underrated fast food fries? I mean, I I think people are gonna hate on me, but I think Freddy's, even though it's just this like skinny ones, when they're right out of the fryer, dunking some fry sauce in, their seasoned salt on it. I really like their fries. You either <laughs> Alan just sent me a very funny text and you, but um, <laughs> you either absolutely love Freddy's fries or you hate them. And I'm in the hate them camp. I don't love the skinny fries. I feel like they're, they're just, it leaves me, it leaves me wanting. But um, what I do love, I think Spangles has some underrated fries. Um, where else? Where else? Where else? I agree. Sonic has fries. fries. No. Spangles fries are good. I can leave Chick Fil A waffle fries. I've never had them good. I've never had good. Oh, actually, I actually love those. I love those. Well, I've I've only been to like one Chick Fil A. Oh, two. I've been to the one the K State Union and the one up here on uh, near my apartment. Uh, and they just suck. They just suck. So whatever. We'll keep moving. Uh, Old Man Rogers top three Christmas uh, movies. Three. I think my favorite is Santa, the Santa Claus with Tim Allen. I think that's a really good one. I, I just watched paused. It. I watched it yesterday. So I've I, never seen two, and I not I'm not going to. Oh, dude, two is actually pretty good. Three sucks, but I'll watch all three. Times. Maybe I'll watch it. They were all on yesterday, back to back to back. But you I, have Disney Plus. Not anymore. It just like stopped working for us while we were paying for it. So Mandalorian. Oh my god, amazing. I've sworn off the Star Wars universe. Dude, I, I no, 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 no. I watched Mandalorian. Mandalorian. See, I watched like, not season two. Oh my god, it's the best season. It, it doesn't matter. Keep going. So the Santa Claus one. Oh man, this is hard. Santa Claus, that's my favorite. Um, I mean, I like Elf. I know you hate on Elf. You think it's overrated, but I think it's pretty good. I'll put that in my top three. I don't really watch Christmas movies that much. Every time It's a Wonderful Life is on, I, I do tend to watch it. Okay, so I've been watching that. them all month. Um, so I, I love this question. Number, number one, Christmas Vacation. Number two, The Santa Claus. Number three, uh, Charlie Brown uh, Christmas, if that counts. If it doesn't, um, Polar Express. But I've been watching Christmas movies all month. I love all things Christmas, which honestly, my heart just wants to die seeing that uh, Christmas isn't going to be anywhere near the same. But at least my brother, who is ruining, who ruined Christmas for the entire family, is sending us very funny text messages. So that's making up for it a bit. Um, Old Man Rogers, if you could move one NBA team to KC. Uh, who'd it be, and what would you would you change their team name and colors? If so, to what? I could just move any team. Yeah, I'd choose the Lakers. I would too. <laughs> bring bring Braun home. Yeah, um, I yeah, I would choose the Lakers. They're the best, and they've got fucking LeBron James. But um, I, I wouldn't um, change next, the colors. 
I wouldn't either. My next choice would be the Denver Nuggets because that's like the team I watch the most and I like them. They've I like their team a lot. They're young and they're exciting. Jokic is a baller. Um and I think they'd fit just fine in Kansas City. They could be the, the I would just bring that Kansas City Kings. I mean, they had amazing uniforms. But there still. is the Sacramento Kings still. Um, okay. Kansas City, hmm. This is probably too big of an answer. This is too big of an answer to try to think of on the spot. Well, I would – so I would take the Raptors because fuck Canada. And I yeah. would do the uh, – <laughs> I would do the Kansas City Monarchs. I would just uh, – I'd be I mean, fine I, with that. Because, I mean, I, I, I don't know. The, the history behind that's so great, and it's a good color scheme, red, white, blue, uh, predominantly red with navy, some cream. I think you could do a lot of fun stuff with that. So that's what I'd do. Fair enough. Um, I can all hop on board with that. Yeah, Old Man Rogers also asked, over under uh, purple D. Hazen vasectomies performed in 2021 over at Kansas City Direct Primary Care. I don't know how many they performed. I mean, I'll set the over under at 69.5. God, I don't know either. I have absolutely no reference point for, I mean, surely not that many. Like, I feel like, are people just going and getting vasectomies all the time? I don't don't know. I don't know. I mean, you can reverse it, so why not? Like, um, I think, like, the reverse, like, only works, like, one out of two times. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I like that number, 69.5. <laughs> uh, sure. Old Man Rogers yeah. asked this, rum or bourbon in your eggnog? P.S. If you say rum, you're wrong. I've never had eggnog in my life. Eggnog is fucking vile. Neither. I never drink that shit. How about just bourbon? Yeah, I mean, Just bourbon, I'm, please. I'm gonna have some whiskey tonight. Um, old man Rogers asks, way too early projection for 2021 Cats football record, and also Casey Railroader also asked, uh, way too early win total. So, just give me your gut. What do you think? What do you think the record's gonna be next year? Assume we play uh, all th- uh, three non-conference games. I think. Let me pull up. I know Stanford's there. Ball 2021 non-con. So, and we have five home games in uh, freaking frick. Where is it? And we open with Stanford. I'm just going to throw it out there. I'm going to say eight and five. We match, climbing matches his first year. We get back on track, eight and five, including a bowl win. Yep. So we have Stanford, Southern Illinois, Nevada. Um, you <laughs> know tough. what? I'm gonna say. I'm gonna say. I don't care. Eight and five. I'm gonna say ten and three. We're gonna have a ten win season. We're going nine and three in the regular season. We're gonna win all three non-con games. We're gonna go six and three in the Big Twelve. Finish third in the Big Twelve, and then we're going to beat. Uh, let's say Washington in the Alamo Bowl. We're going to beat. And we're going to finish with a beat Sean Snyder and USC in the Alamo Bowl. Oh, that'd be great. And then we're going to finish in the top 10. Eh, No, top 15. There we go. I said it. Okay, that's better. I I don't know if I believe it. I don't know if I believe it. Um, all right, uh, Old Man Rodgers, if you get to choose rest of Mahomes' next two games, do you – or do, if you get to choose, do you rest Mahomes 
the next two games, slight risk of losing the one seed or play them for both to lock down uh, a better step stat line to boost the MVP odds. This is what I'm going to say. You play them for both because if you're getting the bye week, do you really want that? Like, that would be what, two weeks off? Three weeks off? Because, I mean, in theory, you just have to win one more game and you have the number one seed. So, like, no, I'm, I'm playing them both. I play them. Pull them, pull them early in the second half if you need to. If you I get up big, pull them. If you're up by three possessions, pull them. If you're up by two possessions in the fourth quarter, pull them. Um, but uh, you definitely play them. I don't want to – I don't want – I feel like anytime you rest your guys and then you have a bye week, you play bad. So, all right, old man, we'll, we'll finish with that one. We'll do two from Casey Railroader, and we'll finish with old man Rogers. Uh, how would you grade the coordinators as a whole this season football? I, I'll give uh, – I'll give Messingham a C plus because honestly, we ended up middle of the pack. If uh, you look at some advanced statistics, and that was without uh, without you know any consistent wide receiver playing without Skyler. So I'm giving him a C plus. I'm giving Klanderman a D plus. I'll give Klanderman a C minus. Barely passing grade. I mean, when you look at what he had to work with as well, I think there were some puzzling things like situationally that he didn't do well at adjusting in the moment, but he also just had a completely depleted defense towards the back end of the season. And he had some great games where he called some, some really good game plans. So I'll give him a barely passing grade. And I think I would agree with the C plus from S. All right. Uh, final one from Casey Railroader. Will K-State have more big 12 wins than KU has losses? Yes. I think KU ends up losing like four big 12 games, four or five. I think we end up with, five or six wins yeah sure why not i agree with that i mean i don't actually know if we get to six but i mean i'd take six wins right now. would you take six and 12 in the big 12 right now yeah <laughs> yeah I mean, I, I mean you're not yeah, gonna finish in last you wouldn't finish in last with six and 12 that's like eight no, seventh or eighth maybe so i'd take that any win is like gravy right now all right old man rogers final question of 2020 what was your best present, Christmas present ever, and your worst? Such a hard question. I don't so remember I, any I, presents I've ever had. Well, so I'll, I'll answer since I saw this come through. So the, the best Christmas present, and I think I've answered this question before, the best one ever was Christmas. I think this was all one Christmas. Uh, my brother and I got a Papa Shop machine in a tabletop, uh, like old school – uh, hockey game with like livers, kind of like foosball. Oh uh, yeah, no, hockey. I played that. I played that. And then I think we might have even gotten like a mini foosball and pool table, which just ended up being used as like weapons to hit each other. That might have been all in one Christmas, and that was awesome. Um, the worst one, if my mom's listening to this, I think she's going to be livid. But I like wanted <laughs> for the longest time a like a display case for all these different pint glasses that I have. I it's like this massive box. It's so heavy. I've never taken it out of the box. I don't know if I'm ever gonna hang it up. Um, and I'm pretty sure like she found it on like some like home like decor. Like I'm sure it was like stupid expensive. And like I've never taken it out of the box. It's in one of my closets. I'm sure she's gonna hate hearing that. But I don't know if I'm ever gonna use that. And I feel bad because I asked for it. I'll never use it. I think. 
I could be wrong, but if memory serves me correctly, way back when we got a PlayStation 1 for Christmas, and I think we were pretty excited about that. Um, worst gift? You know, I just it doesn't feel right to put that out there. Well, not I, that think, I can think of worst gift. I, well, I just feel like there's been plenty I, of gifts that I've been not super excited about, like getting socks and shit, but now I absolutely love getting socks. I'm ecstatic when I get socks. So I can't think of anything specific over. I, I could barely think of like gifts from last year. So I, it's just, my memory is shit. So the only I reason know. I felt okay calling out worst gift is because I specifically <laughs> asked for it. Um, <laughs> yeah. So, so yeah. So that's the end of, uh, that's the end of 2020 for the podcast. Um, Grant, do you have any resolutions you want to share with the, boneheads is there anything you want to share this i think uh so this is dropping on the 28th so we have one two three four days left in the year um so yeah what do you want to say to the boneheads this is the last time they're going to hear your voice for the year mm. boneheads it's been real um try to be nicer on twitter or else you will suffer the consequences um i think I'm trying to think of resolutions that I might have. I don't have any right now. It's too early. I got to have time to think in the next week to come up with my proper resolutions. But um, uh, bu- 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 I don't know. I think it's been a good year. I'm looking forward to It's not been a good year. It's been the fucking worst year of all time. But um, as far as the podcast goes, it's been a good year for us. And I look forward to getting back on the horse in 2021 for us starting a new I hope all of my friends and boneheads can get their vaccines and um, keep wearing your mask. I think that's going to be a thing forever. So just get used to it. So um, go cats. And what are your resolutions, pal? Uh, resolutions. I mean, I, I'm just going to try to, I mean, I, I uh, ate a lot better in 2020. I lost some weight. I have a lot of work to do. So I'm going to keep that going. Uh, if we're going for like health wise, uh, professional wise, just try not to get fired. I run my yeah. mouth in meetings I probably shouldn't. Um, so professionally, <laughs> that's my, my resolution is probably to keep my mouth shut a little bit. Uh, personally, uh, I don't know. Whatever. If I can trick someone into being my girlfriend from Hinge, like whatever. Uh, I, don't, no, I, I don't really I guess... care about personal. Like whatever. I, I Whatever. My personal life is fine. Just honestly, just I just want to keep uh, keep working out, getting healthy and – don't get fired you have i mean is I think it that's really safe. a re- resolution for you though here's what i'm saying is resolution learn how to be a father i mean i'm having a baby in like four months so uh that'll be pretty big i'll have to adjust to that i drank a lot less in the last like three months so I, i'll probably continue that trend because i like it a lot now that i'm drinking less it i i drink less and i have to drink less if that makes sense. You know what I mean? Yeah. When no. I drink, I have to drink less and I get a lot more drunk because my tolerance is crazy low. So all it takes is a couple beers every, every once in a while. And it's like a lot more enjoyable than drinking like all the time. And I just, I kind of miss it. Like I love, there's nothing better than just like drinking like beer and watching sports, but it's also been really nice. Not like being hungover ever and just, definitely feeling more healthy um i don't know try to work out more be less of a piece of shit and um be nice to everybody i think that's what i'll try to do next year 
and yep. make make more money somehow. Double our profits from Bosco's boys. Well, all right, everyone, to help Grant listen to this. Here, hey, so this is on the 28th. My challenge to you is to every bonehead listen to six old episodes. Listen to six old episodes this week. Yeah, do that. Uh, we got a lot of good old ones. Especially, we have a lot of good old ones, like, specifically from this year. Shane Southwell, that's definitely re-listenable. Van Malone, Taylor Bratt, we got some big ones. Or you don't have to listen. It can be on That's mute. all I got. That's all I have to say. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So don't even listen. Guys. Just click through them every day. That's all we need. <laughs> yeah. So please do that. Yeah. So uh, the next show you listen to will be 2021. And what's wild about that is I, that's going to 18, 19, 2021. That, that'll be the fourth calendar year we do shows in. That's crazy. That's fucking crazy. The first show was in 2018, right? Or was it in 17? What was the first show? It was 18? Okay. It had to be 18. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Wait. We did it. Did it? 2018-19 was the Elite Eight year, right? Oh, my gosh. Now I can't even remember. Yeah, right? And then 1920. No, shit. 17-18, you're right. No, 18, (laughs) yes. No, the, the very first show was March 19th, 2018. So 18, 19, 20, 21. So it'll be our fourth year, calendar year, that we have recorded shows the next time you guys hear this. And someone said we wouldn't even make it a wouldn't even make it through that first football season. LOL at that guy. Shout out. Okay. We love you guys. This has been shit podcasting, but you know, happy new year. That's all I got. Happy New Year. And folks, meet me at the Cathead. Should
Sports Social Podcast Network.